It's Bruins Thursday on WEI. That's the reason Boston fans get skittish. And it's time for the most feared hockey analyst in America. That's good hamburger, but it's not steak. Former Beast defenseman and head coach Mike Melberry. They're a freaking mess. You make a comment about the great one and not be 100% positive. I was, I, I needed a cup of coffee, to be honest with you. Right now on the Craig Hill Morning Show. Christian Fourier in the studio with us. Hour 18 of his 25 hours for $25,000, raising money for the American Diabetes Association. And Mike Milbury joins us on the Harbor One Hotline on a Bruins Thursday. Hey, Mike. Hey, good morning. How you doing? I'm doing all right. Another uh, kind of bright, sunshiny day down in Nashville. It's kind of been a good fall for us. Well, uh, Wiggy was all over... Cassidy yesterday for uh, sitting Taylor Hall for uh, eight minutes the other night. Um, felt like that is absolutely something a uh, a coach should never do. You've been a player. You've been a coach. Uh, where do you stand on that? Well, uh, he's right there, isn't he? Jerome, tell yeah. me why you think it was a good idea. Yeah, normally I like for Greg to just... Speak for you. Yes, before <laughs> <laughs> I can get it out quicker sometimes. No, no, oh, yeah. <laughs> no, because I, I think when you're, I think when you're one of the top players on the team, which I believe Taylor Hall is, I think it's that that you're you're skating down a slippery slope in the sense he might look at you differently if you're only going to highlight him and not do it to other people in a close game that they were in, and you sit one of your best players. You know what? It's you're you're right. We actually started to touch on this last week, didn't we? Because he was yep. he was barking at other people publicly. Yeah. And if you start to use this as one of your principal tools as a coach, you are going down the wrong path. Because you know you can you can take it back ice time. You can privately yell at them, but if you start publicly scolding people, it is pretty pretty much the last the last arrow in your quiver that you're going to fire because it will turn people off. And this is, you're right, he's one of their best players. The best tool for a coach is communication. It's words. It's the best thing you have. And I don't know if he did or didn't after he sat him down for a good portion of the game, but that's the time when you better go right back at him, whisper in his ear, you know, I still love you, but this is thing, these are things that you got to do better. And it's, you're right to be on it. It's mm-hmm. not a it's not a good pattern that I'm starting to detect from Cassidy, and it's and it's unusual for him because I haven't seen it in the past. And I got no problem if he sits him for a shift, right? I got no problem with that. You're trying to make a point if you do that to a lot of players. I'm just saying you now you have to. That's the great thing I love about Belichick. There's no sacred cows, and when you do this, it starts to seem it seems like you know what he's picking and choosing who he feels like might not be where he wants them to be. Well, you, no, but you're using the example of Patrice Bergeron as if he would ever sit Patrice Bergeron. Well, but why? If, if, if Because it's a difference between effort and production. Like, I mean, the knock on Taylor Hall mm-hmm. in Buffalo was that he would from time to time uh, lack energy, lack desire. Well, let me ask, I, like, that's can something I ask Mike that, a question then? Yes. He I, watched yeah. the game. Did you see a lack of effort? Because I... I, and the other thing I look at, Mike, when you question a man's effort, that means you feel like this guy's not going out there and he's not working. He's kind of being lazy. Did you see yeah, it? There's two types of work, though. Mm-hmm. One is physical, one is mental. 
Taylor Hall's giveaway in the first period on the first goal was something that a you know a peewee hockey should know a peewee hockey player should know mm-hmm. he can't he turned and fired the puck blindly to the middle of the ice he can't get away with that there's a reason why this guy drafted first overall mvp in new jersey has played on four different teams in my opinion he's not the perfect player mm-hmm. he's got some great world-class skills but he makes some bonehead plays plays that he shouldn't make at this stage of his career and that can drive uh, can drive a coach nuts Mike, but don't you think some players respond good to that type of criticism, even if it is publicly with the media? It, it, do you think Taylor Hall could be that type of guy, and Cassidy knows that? He knows if he's going to bench him, and then he knows if he's going to say something to the media that it could ignite well, something under Taylor? It's a good point, Courtney, and I don't, have, I don't have enough knowledge of Taylor Hall to tell you how he's going to react to that kind of thing. But I will agree with Wiggy that it's a, it's a dangerous card to play. It's a, a card that could backfire on a coach. And, and it's really, again, I sort of reiterate, this is not the kind of tactic that we've seen Bruce Cassidy um, use in the past. And one of the things I will tell you is that that was an ugly game on Monday. It was, it was, uh, it was first period was terrible for the Bruins. And then they got it together and they played kind of what to, their identity is supposed to be. It's physical. It's defensive first. It's not always pretty. And they actually got lucky. None of the goals was a thing of beauty. I mean, Pasternak hits Marshan in the chest and it trickles in the net. Forbert scores from a ridiculous angle. And Bergeron picks up a puck that bounces off a broken stick and puts in the game winner through Matt Murray, who looked like uh, he should be in the minor league. So it went Bruins' way because they were they worked hard at it and they got some breaks. But this team still has a ways to go. And when Bruce Cassidy starts employing that kind of tactic, you know he's a little frustrated. Ken, was Courtney's question okay for Mike Milburn? Yeah, it was Did a nice job. Good, good that? Okay, thank you. I don't want to make sure. Wasn't contentious at all. Uh, hey, Mike. That's hi. not what he said in here, by the way. Hi, Mike. It's Christian Fourier, host of uh, you know uh, Merloni and Fourier, two to six. I'm, I'm visiting. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm who all you night. Are. I know. I'm, I, I feel like that's what Laser, you know, did. You know, the razor. other day. Razor, 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 razor. Laser. Yeah. Uh, I guess a couple questions. Um, one, just you know, something that kind of goes with what I'm doing. Right? I say that too. Um, uh, what's the longest, you know, all night bender that you that you were part of? I feel like hockey. He's been players, on the air. He explain. He's eight, been I'm on, on the air for eighteen hours. hours eighteen hours straight. Yeah. So and I didn't I didn't stay up this late when I was in my in my twenties. So I'm trying to be like you know, but I did have some good ones. I'm figuring out you know, hockey player, hockey right. coach in yeah. that world. You know, yeah. those guys they don't, they're tough. There's, Give me something. You want is the marathon with or without drugs? Oh man, I think I, I want drugs. I think we want both. I mean, yeah, both, both. Right. So, I have a couple of all-nighters, but you, you know, I was pretty good. You know, not much good happens after two o'clock in the morning, and you get yourself home and get out of the way and dodge some bullets. But I, I, I appreciate what you're doing. That's a long stretch. Good for you and for a good cause. Do you get on the road? What's what's it like on the road for you guys as far as players going out? I mean, it's not even a Bruin question. Just curious. You mean hockey players? Hockey about- players. Is it? Is it? Is it? You know, police officer. Because Wiggy and I, I always had a cop on on every right. single floor that sat right by the elevators that was able to look left and right. 
so he could see guys trying to sneak out the left side well, of the ta- hotel. You're, you're talking to a coach who shipped LB to Maine because uh, he was going out every uh, night. Yeah, so it's, so it's pretty <laughs> restrictive, right? So it's not like baseball or basketball. So hockey players are no. tough, so even if they don't have any sleep, they can still perform. That's right, Courtney. And then we, listen, we never had any cops around. I think guys were mostly good, mostly, not counting Clint <laughs> Byers and not counting a couple other guys who will go unnamed. But, no, you've you got to take care of yourself a little bit. But, when listen, we used to start the season with a road trip uh, out west because the circus was in town. There's no circus anymore, I guess. But So we'd go to Los Angeles, and sometimes we'd have a couple extra days, and the team would let us go to Vegas for a little shindig. Ooh. And then we got our hair down. There's no doubt about right. it, but. Prior to games, it was you know, hey, it was where you made your 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 money, your bread and butter. You couldn't mess around that much. Christian, our you sport know. is the only sport that gets in on a Saturday and leaves Sunday night. So we don't get that. that. No excitement whatsoever. No. But on that note, on on uh, on on the serious side of things, Mike, um, I thought it was interesting uh, what Carey Price said yesterday, and a good I think a good thing for hockey and a good thing for sports, where you have a guy who acknowledges the kind of what he's going through mentally and what that led to is substance abuse. And that's, I think, a thing in light of, you know, uh, when you you talk about Jimmy Hayes Hayes and in light of, I think it's important for that message, I'm sure you would agree, to to be out there. Of course it is. Of course, you know, you want somebody to step up to the plate and say, I need some help, let me go get it. Uh, You you noticed that yesterday Anaheim's general manager, Bob Murray, resigned. he had some apparently some issues with his staff, and alcohol was a problem. And he 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 stepped up, and well, actually, he didn't step up. The NHL stepped up because the NHL, if you don't know, now has a hotline. So you, you can call and complain about whatever kind of behavior. I don't particularly like that. There have always been ways to find uh, help and to make sure. But now the NHL has a hotline. I mean, I I don't know what people are going to call in about. I mean, I'm going to call in complain about sex in the Canary Islands on the beach. <laughs> my wife burned my coffee. Gary, help me. I don't really think that's a complaint. I think that's a good thing. Yeah, That's the way it is. That's the way it's trending. It's a gentler, kinder place on the planet. Sometimes, many times in a good way, sometimes, in my case, for a crappy way. But I think you can look at uh, a goaltender like that and say, and his teammates said the same thing, that no idea what he was dealing with right. and able, you know, able to play at a, certainly at uh, the high level, a great goaltender mm-hmm. playoff wise last season, but going through what he's going through. It's interesting. Yeah, it, it is. And, and you know what, that, that the pressure that is on a goaltender isn't like almost certainly any other position in this sport. And you're there all alone. You can you can save everybody's bacon with a big save, or you can be the focus of derision when you when you don't make it. And you know you can see that every shot makes a difference in a game like like it was against Ottawa. Matt Murray let in two leaky goals. His team loses in a game that they played pretty hard and pretty well. But that pressure on a goaltender can be immense, and and apparently he needed to to use some sort of other kind of way to relax and get around it. And fortunately, he recognized that, that it went over the line. Well, this is kind of a two-parter because I want to follow on that a little bit with the Bruins goaltending situation. I know Swayman, 
he won the game, but at the beginning game, he gives up like a kind of a juicy rebound, which leads to a goal. And there are reports that Tuca has been working with the Bruins training staff. So what does that potentially mean with the goalie situation? A young kid in Swayman knows that Tuca's working out. You got the Linus who you paid $5 million for, and it seems like he's just opening up doors. And now you're going to have this Tuca situation kind of, you know, uh, you know, out there floating around. How do you feel about this goalie situation moving forward with the two and a half guys uh, right now that they're dealing with? <laughs> Three goaltenders sucks. And right <laughs> They have two, and neither one of them has been brilliant. I mean, Swayman, I don't know, that goal from the half wall the other day that Zaitsev scored was, I don't know that he was actually screened on it. I think he just kind of missed it. And the juicy rebound, I mean, I heard what uh, Andrew said about it, that goaltenders have to be able to collect the puck in their chest and smother it. Well, yeah, but that was a quick bang-bang play. I don't think he was as much at fault on this one. But they've got to find one of those two guys to ride. I think I don't like the I don't like the other every other game. One of them has to find a good rhythm and run with it. But to have Tuca hiding in the background, not even hiding, mm-hmm. they're giving ice time and taking care of him and making sure everything is good and, and telling people that he deserves that opportunity to work out at the facility. That is that does put something in the back of the, the mind of a guy like Swayman and a guy like Omar. It's a, it's, it's an uncomfortable feeling, but from the Bruins perspective, there's no reason not to sort of help this guy around and let him maybe get back into the fold. If these two guys can't get the job done and right now, they're, they're just average. Cassidy has been telling the team that they need to be more physical overall. Uh, he, I think, praised Charlie McAvoy after the game on Tuesday, saying that he stepped up, but he can't do it alone. They need more guys to do so, uh, calling out his players again. Who do you think could step up more on this team that hasn't yet when it comes to being physical? I, I thought they were, they were much better physically on, on uh, Tuesday, but I think they have to do it more regularly. Forward is 6'5". Carlo is 6'5". They've got to do it. And the third and fourth line guys, they're not producing anything offensively. So they better get physical. They better play sound defensively. The biggest concern with this team right now is their defense doesn't play with any kind of structure. If you remember in the third period, they gave up a great breakaway goal to, to Ottawa with just you know three or four minutes to go in the game. They gave up a lot of chances. Swayman came up pretty big in a, in a couple of different instances when you look at a game and see several times that Ottawa gets a chance around the front of the net in the slot and there's no defenseman there to be found, that both defensemen have vacated the front of the net, you know there's an issue. These guys need to be taught to have patience as well as ag- ag- aggression when it comes to playing defense. The puck is always going to come back to the slot. That's where the goals are scored from 90% of the time. And when you when you're a defenseman, that's your role. Protect the slot. Protect the house. Don't give them anything that juicy. And right now I see that happen far too often from the Bruins. Mike Milbury, before you go, I understand you're dropping a new podcast. Is that correct? I am. Uh, MikeMilburyFightClub.com. Yeah. We're just going to have some fun with it. We'll see where it goes. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's you know, we're going to talk about hockey. We're going to talk about things in the world and I get a chance to rant and rave and anyway it's too cold to go swimming here on the Cape. 10 out of 10 for the name. <laughs> yeah. 10 yeah. out of 10 for the name. I, All right. Thanks.
Listen, if you do, the, good, the good thing about doing your own podcast is they can't cancel it. And you can curse. <laughs> right. You can't do that. And the first rule of Fight Club is yeah. you never talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm trying really hard to, you know, drop the right, you know, phraseology at the right time. But I don't want to be one of those guys that just now that I can swear, I can swear all the time. It just sort of dumbs it down a little bit. But trust me, I'll, I'll find the time. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Mike, we'll talk to you next week. Thanks, Mike. All right, check it out, guys. See ya.